You tasted death, and you wanted more. Walker, he's going to face justice. What have you done? Welcome to Nanda Papa. I spent years preparing to bring a bow and arrow to a sword fight. For Flashing Arrow, Cinema Geekly's Flash Slash Arrow podcast each week, Glenn and I sit down and talk about the DC double shot on CW, but, well, it's half of a double shot this week. There's only Arrow this week, Glenn, because The Flash has inexplicably taken time off early, uh, probably because they hate how in sync this podcast was when it came <laughs> to episode numbers. I think, I, I, I'm telling you right now, I think they've do, they're doing this on purpose. Yeah. Because we have not been rating the shows as highly as they would they would like us to be rating the episodes. Um, I'm guessing one of the premium users is Mark uh, Guggenheim. <laughs> Andrew, uh, or Andrew Kreisberg or something like that. Yeah, he's uh, one of those people are, uh, are following us. Maybe that's Aaron's pool boy. Yeah, I've I've still actually never heard back from Aaron's pool boy and who Aaron's pool boy is. I'm presuming it's just somebody who thought it would be a funny name is my guess so um anyway if you're listening to this aaron's pool boy this is another chance for you to be like hey (laughs) it's just a funny name uh so we're talking arrow only season three episode 15 called nanda parbat uh so this is another kookily named episode uh, but it is named after where rachel ghoul's hanging out right is that like Mm -hmm. the name of his bat cave essentially yeah yeah uh, so this is an interesting story, sir, and it's best to get into it. Uh, let's talk about the flashbacks really quick, because uh, once again, they served no purpose. <laughs> uh, so Oliver is debriefed, uh, and as promised by the general in the previous week's episode, now that he's been debriefed, he can go anywhere he wants. Uh, of course, they had to take him all the way back to China to debrief him, because if they didn't, uh, they couldn't have done what happened afterwards to prevent Oliver from simply just going back home. Uh, so on, on their way back, uh, Oliver and the Yamashiros are ambushed and, uh, Oliver is basically trying to provide cover so they can escape. And I think they get, their kid gets separated, right? Something like that happens. Uh, and Oliver ends up, uh, cause I think that's what it says here. Overrun Oliver flees for safety with the Yamashiro's son. Yeah, he does. Um, so, uh, forget that fucking flashback is who cares. Uh, Oliver and Thea continue their training with Malcolm Merlin. Thea is struggling with the secret of Sarah's death and confesses the whole truth to Laurel Lance, who actually handles it a lot better than we expected. <laughs> she, uh, she tells her that, She's still holding Malcolm Merlin completely responsible for all of this. Thea also makes a deal to turn her father in, turn him over to the league. Uh, so Laurel confronts uh, Merlin and she, uh, do, you ever, do you see that scene in the first matrix, Glenn, 
where after Neo realizes he's the one and he's fighting those agents and he's kind of just sitting there with his one hand behind his back and he's sort of just like sighing with sarcasm while he's just easily taking out these agents with one hand. This is what this fight was between Malcolm Merlin and Laurel. He was not trying particularly hard and was completely defeating her in, in, in every possible way. Uh, I believe at one point, by just using one hand with one hand behind his back as well, just to be a dick. Um, however, the fun has interrupted when uh, Nagisa Al Ghul and the rest of the League of Assassins show up and they capture Malcolm Merlin. Um, and then Oliver's like, hey, wait a minute, we need this guy to help us so we can take out Rachel Ghoul. And, uh, you know, Thea's like, no, I really had to do this because he's a very evil and horrible person and I can't live with this anymore. And we're better off on our own. The League's not going to bother us because I handed Merlin over to them. And Oliver's like, no, you're totally going to regret this one day. I have to go to... Well, first he tries to stop them, right? Uh, they're... They're leaving by helicopter, and he's he's trying to stop them. And he captures, he 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 captures Naisa Al Ghul, but the the rest of the league escapes with Malcolm Merlin via the copter. Uh, so Oliver is convinced that he has to go to Nanda Parbat to rescue Merlin uh, and to prevent Thea from losing touch with her humanity when she realizes that she has sentenced her father to death. Dun dun dun. Uh, Anyway, Oliver and Diggle <laughs> infiltrate. I wonder if you can figure out where my logic gap happened or not in this episode. It probably has nothing to do with that incredibly heavy sigh I just had. Uh, Oliver and Diggle. Uh, after Dig- after we get a we get a short but sweet uh, Sarah Diggle Jr. cameo, um, and uh, and basically he's like, "Hey, I've got to go to to Nanda Parbat with uh, with Oliver." And his wife's like, why? And he's like, because I gotta. So see you later. Oh, she is much more understanding than that. She, He's like, oh, and she, no, she's like, no, you need to go. We'll be fine. You'll, we'll, we'll see you when you get back. <laughs> she knows it's eating him up inside. She, She's a lot less dismissive about it than you're just like, ah, gotta go. Oh, no, no. I mean, that's like Diggle's thing. He's like, I've gotta go. And they're like, hey, oh, yeah. so why do you gotta go? And he's like, mm-hmm. Because I didn't go last time and Oliver died really quickly at the hands of this guy who would probably even kill me in an even quicker and more decisive fashion. So I've got to go with him. And she's like, okay, well, we'll see you when you get back. And at that point, he should have been like, no, why are you letting me go? Like, look how easily he killed Oliver. He'd kill me like even easier. Just I should stay home with my daughter. It's more important. But he went with Oliver anyway. You're not you're you know, but you're not as badass as Diggle. No, I, I am not, but Diggle is not as badass as Oliver, and Oliver got his ass handed to him by Rachel. He sure did. Uh, well, anyway, the League of Assassins <laughs> was proven to be completely ineffective as Oliver and Diggle kind of just sliced through these... It, it was crazy, sir. They they were a hot knife, and the League of Assassin was butter. They just went right through these people. Uh, so much for all that training they have, because it did not take much work. Oliver and Diggle infiltrated Nanda Parbat. Uh, however, they do walk right into a trap that was set by Raish al Ghul. Uh, instead of killing Oliver, Raish expresses his appreciation for Oliver's courage and strength and asks Oliver to replace him as the demon's head, as the head of the League of Assassins. Uh, 
back in Starling City, Thea confesses the truth to Anissa El Ghul and offers her a chance at revenge by letting her out of the, the cell that Oliver put her in. Uh, oh, and also Ray finally finishes his Adam suit. Yeah, uh, after he just got done having sex with Felicity. Oh, yeah. What a dude. I and, just uh, had sex. Now I know how to finish my suit. <laughs> just like that I think, Lonely Island I song. think that's a line from that Lonely Island song. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and, and, of course, uh, we get to see the coolest part of the Adam suit uh, put put on full display here. And, of course, by that I mean he flies around like Iron Man. And that's how the episode ends. Uh, or that's the end of the story, anyway. Uh, what did you think of Nanda Parabat? Well, I thought that, uh, A, he wasn't the Adam, because the Adam doesn't, like, fly around like that. But, oh. you know, okay. Do they not have the effects budget to make him shrink super small or anything like that? I don't know what they do or don't have. but I, I'm guessing I don't... they don't. Is, is, the, is the Adam known for flying around like that? No, he's known for, you know, getting really small and, like, going inside of things so chances are this is probably not going to be that it's probably just going to be an exosuit that makes him strong and you can punch people through walls and stuff is my guess i guess and then something happens with the suit and he gets shrunken i, I don't know Perhaps. like mick rick moranis shows up and he gets shrunk that's what i think <laughs> is going to happen Rick Moranis should be the Adam in this show god that'd be awesome all right continue with your thoughts on the episode uh um I'm trying to hold off on the rant as long as I can. What, yeah, do, you like, about, what do you want me to talk about the thing that bothered me the most then before you talk yeah, about it? Yeah, we can. Well, we can just bash it all together and then try and jump on the good things. Um, of, of which I thought there were a few. But, <laughs> there are a few of them. Um, like I, I kind of get Diggle wanting to be there for Oliver, given what happened to Oliver last time he went to Nanda Parbat, but he's got a daughter to think about, and to me, like uh, as a father with children, uh, I, I like my friends. I really do. But I would not leave my daughters to go into a dangerous, life-threatening situation for one of my friends. To, like, f- fuck that. My my family is more important to me. Uh, so why Diggle did this was that was a logic gap there, but that was not the logic gap that bothered me so much. To me, it was the uh, uh, the Oliver had the felt the need to go back to this place to save Malcolm Merlin because he was worried about Thea's Thea losing touch with her humanity for turning in her super villain father, who is one of the worst criminals uh, in this universe uh, that we've been, that we have been introduced to. This is a horrible human being who murders people who 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 uh destroyed the 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 slums and shit and uh this is not a good human being we're talking hey, about here it's her dad all right now even if she had say turned her father into the police presuming that she thought for a second the police could contain her supervillain father who would probably escape uh, and in the meanwhile killing probably multiple police officers to do it. But presuming for a moment that they were able to arrest this man and put him in prison and then put him on trial, he would probably be given the death sentence. He would still be dying. And I and look, Glenn, there are plenty of cases throughout history of children 
uh, and sometimes in the reverse of 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 parents turning in siblings or siblings turning in parents. Like your family is your family, but there is a point I think when you would be able to discern whether or not one of your parents is a monster, as somebody who is who is beyond redemption. Uh, maybe deep down inside you care for them, but they are a menace to to your safety, to their own safety, and to the safety of others. Why he thought for a moment that she would feel really, really, really bad for this? Like, and, and this is this is a person in Thea that her father that she uh, Oliver thinks is going to feel so bad over. He, he drugged her and then forced her to kill <laughs> Laurel's sister. This is uh, this is mind-boggling to me. Oliver came off like the biggest fucking idiot ever in this episode. And I guess it helps that everybody else was like you're a fucking idiot. Like Laurel's like you're stupid. Why would you do this? You're god, you're so dumb. Um and uh Felicity... and then he also couldn't live with the fact that he was beaten by this man. Yeah, I mean I guess it's I guess it's that as well. Like I I don't know, did he and Diggle decide that's what it's really about? About his ego, yeah, I I guess in a way, because it has to be. Because if it's the other thing, it makes no sense. Yeah, Diggle basically they have that heart to heart where he becomes his best man, and uh, even though they're gonna die, right. and and he basically says that it's about it is about his ego. It's about how he was beaten on this mountaintop, and he's never been beaten like that. Which, uh, <sighs> yeah, that leads yeah, us to which, I read your Facebook, Glenn. And uh, <laughs> let's just say that I, I think from now on, in order for you to buy this a little bit more, uh, Oliver Queen's voice uh, when he's the arrow is going to have to get a lot deeper uh, from here. Yeah, on. he's going to have to be Kevin Conroy. Uh, Who failed this city? Uh, it's just tell tell us about why. Tell us about why uh, the well. I I I think I know why, but tell us why the Green Arrow has suddenly become Batman in this universe. Well, I. It's because it's Batman's usually one of the easier stories to write because it's kind of something you can all everyone in a in a way can relate to not having power not even like the not having powers thing but just the you know the 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 family struggles I mean they're you know everyone has lost someone that they love that maybe viewed as a mentor of sorts so that's an easy thing to go after and I, and even in Oliver Queen's story I guess he does have deceased parents and that kind of stuff but. The thing is, with Green Arrow, which I know he is called Arrow, so maybe they're trying to get to that point. Mm-hmm. But Green Arrow is, he's a liberal, free-loving, you know, happy guy. Like, he's not this dark, tortured soul. Like, he does it because corporations do a lot of wrong and shitty things to people. Like, that that's his purpose. He's not, you know, this guy who's out on the streets doing it, you know to fight crime like that like he's doing it because he wants to help people in need like that is that's what he is that's always the great thing whenever he is put in contrast to you know like the because the the power three i guess are viewed as the conservative and he's this this you know this liberal that's that's what he is written for he is written as as this left-wing character and he isn't done they haven't basically introduced any of that uh, in the third season, the first two seasons, he is, you know, kind of on those lines. But this third one, it he really, it's like they're they're trying really hard to make him Batman without calling him Batman. And I, I've kind of made the joke today at work was, 
we're basically talking about a show that is the best it's the best Batman thing going on that isn't a video game or isn't uh you know a comic book. Like it's probably better than what's gonna happen in the new Justice League movie. Yeah. And it's just kind of ridiculous. I don't I don't know why you have to do this because they you talk about how they want to keep showing Batman in the show. It's like, well you don't have a need to show Bat bring Batman into the show because you've already got him in the show. Uh in a lot of sense he is Oliver Queen minus the really stupid emotional conflicts that are just not mind numbingly stupid. Right. Like the only reason why they have to keep going back to Malcolm Merlin, like we all love John Barrowman, he's awesome, but for love of God, the more and more they go with this storyline, I wish he just would have died at the end of season one. <laughs> like I, I wish he would have come back because in a lot I'm not saying it's ruined the show because I still like the show. I still enjoy it. I don't like it as much going forward now because a lot of these things they're doing with the air are just so stupid. Yeah. They I just need to, I mean, I I love John Barrowman, but his character is like you said, he's a murdering psychopath. And then they have to find reasons to keep him around. Like which aren't reasons as you know, he's Oliver's already killed a lot, so they can't use the whole why you know why Batman never killed the Joker thing is because you know that's a line he cannot cross because once he crosses it, you know what is he? You know, Oliver's already crossed that line, so you there's no you can't even try and rationalize it that way, which is kind of a weak rational rationalization, but it's right. that's what it's turning into. It's he they. I really just wish they would have just killed off Malcolm Merlin. And I thought I wouldn't say that because I do really enjoy John Barrowman, but his character is ruining the show. <laughs> I'm sorry, but he is. Wow, he is. It's pretty not, I don't pretty blame him, but because of them keeping his character around and all these certain things they've had to do, it is just so stupid having him be Thea's father. Having him be in the League of Assassins to bring in something that they don't need to bring in. Uh, for To have him, you know, have her kill Sarah and then them right. find a reason why they shouldn't try and save him. Like, it's just, it's, it's this episode. I'm sorry, but I feel like this season is falling apart rather quickly. Because right. I don't think, I mean, yeah, there's been some episodes we like, but how far how many times have we given this show a four at least right. not that many no i feel like if season two there's a lot of episodes i would have given at least a four but this one like there's a lot of them where um you know and in like last week like i was super happy to see manu bennett as slade wilson again because he was super cool especially in the flashbacks last season yep and they like dumbed him down as like this this just i don't know this like a like a stray dog like that's not what he was that's not what he is like why why do you have to dumb him down because you gotta make malcolm merlin look super powerful mm -hmm. and the thing that i thought was stupid is oliver queen can't beat him with a sword and they're talking about like oh yeah you, you bought you brought a bow to a sword fight and like well why the hell were you bringing swords to a bow fight when you were you know got killed by this guy yes. like how are you all of a sudden infinitely better because you were training on your own while Oliver was, I don't know, fighting people and beating them up to a bloody pulp every single night for two years straight, like, after you died? Like, come on. Like, mm -hmm. I just, it's it's kind of getting pretty stupid as far as what they've done with this character. And I don't blame him, but this character is ruining the show for a lot of reasons. 
Yeah. The um I mean the the show has been the show has been fine this season. There's been there's been you know a handful of really good episodes and most of the rest have been, you know, pretty, you know, pretty decent, you know, like uh, average to above average or whatever. And there's been the occasional not so great episode. Um this is like not Corto Maltese or anything like no, that. No, 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 The I just had like the 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 logic gap to get Oliver to go in the first place and why so many people just had his back on it, I guess, was was troubling to me. Even if like Diggle knew that it's really more about Oliver's ego, he should have just brought that up in his argument against going. Like, no, man, this is really about your ego and you really just have to let it go. Uh like just yeah, you would think he be. would have built up enough equity to be able to say that, but no, we we can't do that because we have to put him in his position to be able to take over the League of Assassins, something that we've only seen him ask one other person. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the Adam suit thing, which they had really been building up for several episodes, uh, kind of underwhelmed. I think at the end of the day, uh, like once it's finally complete, he just kind of. Zooms off a little bit, um, and I don't know if that's what people were. I was fully expecting him for him to like super shrink down and stuff because I thought that's what he does. But um, yeah, so I don't know. This is a, I don't know score for Nanda Parvat, Glenn. I'm gonna give it like a three. Okay, um, not not worse. There are things I liked. I liked how dismissive Michael Merlin was of Laurel Lance, but uh, yes, no, it just. Like you said, your logic gaps, they really just irked me. Yeah, they they bothered me to no end in this episode. And uh, the, the flashbacks continue to be disappointment for the most part. Again, the flashbacks are best when they are not about Oliver. Uh, because that, that it feels like they've run out of s- stories to tell there. Or at least stories that are compelling in any way. Um, the the flashbacks involving everybody else have been infinitely better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's my Suicide Squad episode? That's what I want. Yeah, bring it back. Um, there there is an episode that has a an episode title that could be hinting at that. So I'm hoping that that's what it'll be. But I don't know. That's a couple of episodes away, Glenn. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a very soft three. Like, I was really leaning on two and a half. Um, but at the end of the day, like, you know, it's it, it's not that bad. Uh, it, it just, that one thing really bothered me a lot. Uh, but it, the show has done worse, I guess. There was the episode that I didn't even make it all the way through. Uh, I'm sure if there is another episode where we are introduced to a new character that is also an archer, I will probably throw my television through the window. Exactly, uh, but did did you have a like season two? Were there any episodes where you were just like, "I'm going to turn this off. This is terrible." No, and um, that that's the problem with this. Like, like you're talking about the flashback. Like there was at least something going on, like that kind of kept you engaged. And for me. In season two, it was what was ha- what happened on the island. Like, how did we get here? How did this happen? Well, season like, season one and season two, the the flashbacks all had an arc as well. Like, yeah. you, that was a story that continued episode to episode. Uh, that isn't that's not to say that there hasn't been like a, an arc this season with you know Oliver and China. 
it just, just seems like a lot of things are happening in these flashbacks, but nothing's happening. Yeah, like, stuff occurs, but the story is not, in and of itself, very compelling. Yeah, or cohesive. Yeah, and the flashbacks don't really tie that much into the the main story that we're getting in the present day, either. And that's something that the flashbacks had in Spade in the first two seasons, is that they often shared a central theme sometimes in those flashbacks. So, eh, it's it's lost a bit of a step. I want to say maybe the show's lost like a half a step since. Yeah, I just two. don't know if like they lost some of the writers or what happened, but mm-hmm. this season three seems like they tried to be aggressive and it's just not worked out. Um, okay, so Glenn and I will be back in about two weeks' time when both shows return. Uh, and we'll be talking about The Flash, Season 1, Episode 15, called Out of Time, and Arrow Season 3, Episode 16, called The Offer. The Offer.